You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, have you ever wondered how someone could trust God in seemingly impossible situations and still remain joyful in adversity or when hope or have hope when life seems so hopeless? We're going to talk about that and much more today as we discuss quintessential faith, trusting in God instead of the world's empty promises. We're doing that with Marty Wibbles, licensed mental health counselor. Marty, good morning. Thanks for being good here. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> good to be back. Happy New Year. Yes. Quintessential, not a word. We were going to uh, make the key word quintessential to see how many people could actually spell it properly. Uh, but we're going to stick with the healing. And you can get the PDF uh, a little later. We'll tell you about that. But quintessential is uh, it's an older, it just the word we don't use too much often anymore, is it? It is, and it's one of my favorite words, <laughs> along with circuitous. Do you know that one? Uh, it's a, like coming back around or something yeah, like that? Roundabout. Yeah, roundabout. Yeah. But we use the word quintessential, and sometimes I think we don't really even understand it. But um, it was fun to think about faith that's beyond what we might think is normal. It's mm. It's quintessential. Well, it's always great to start with defining our terms, which is what you do. You take them to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and how does it define quintessential? Well, it describes it as an example or an important part of something. And um, Merriam-Webster said, philosophers and scientists of the ancient world and the Middle Ages believed the world we inhabit was entirely made of four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. But then Aristotle added a fifth element, the ether or material that fills the rest of space, mostly invisibly, but sometimes taking the form of stars and planets. So in the Middle Ages, this was referred to as a quinta essentia or fifth (laughs) element. So perfect, it seemed to surpass the limitations of Earth. And why I chose this for the title was we get hung up in faith that we've got to understand what's happening, that we've got to figure out why this, um, why God is doing this. And so this is to help us move beyond what we see as normal into what is the assurance, as Hebrews 11 talks about in the Amplified Version, the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical sense. So you're talking about this quintessential faith, this almost unthinkable faith to many of us. How do we Mm -hmm. get from where we are, O ye of little faith, to a quintessential faith? We get there by daily spending time in the Word. I asked my husband. He's walked faithfully with the Lord um, since he was a little boy. And for our 54 years of marriage, I've watched him be consistent. Spending time in the Word every day was his main thing that he said. Um, We can keep walking with God by that, by living in the moment, and by fixing our eyes on Jesus, running the race he sets before us. So we move our sights into a more narrow place. We're fixing our eyes on Jesus and it's hard when our feelings are big and, and we want to depend on them when our circumstances are hard and we think, oh, I can't do this. And even as I was working on this, I thought, 
is this relevant for mental health issues since that's Mm. what I come to talk about? And it really is because I see two kinds of people. For years, my specialty was working with survivors of sexual trauma, uh, people who'd been trafficked as well. Thousands of people um, came to my office or workshops that I taught. And what I found is the people who go forward, who thrive, who aren't just surviving, are the ones who have this quintessential faith. They say, yes, my circumstances were horrible, or maybe they still are, but God is my refuge and strength. God is a very present help in trouble. Well, I love how you have these three things. Okay, so spend time in the word daily, live in the moment, and then fix our eyes on him running the race that's set before us. I think this is where so many of us get tripped up, running that race that's before us. We're so busy looking at the other lane and someone else's race (laughs) and saying, you know, why can't my life be like that or or be like Mm -hmm. hers? Or we get everybody's highlight reel, and that's where we get tripped up a lot of times. that is so true, Bridget. We take our eyes off Jesus and put them on other people. And that's one of the main things runners learn is don't look behind you. Don't look at the other runners. Keep your eyes on the prize, on mm. going forward. So that's the only way we can go forward is mm. to go forward. Yeah, you know, I had a, a friend who was a farmer and he he said, you have to look at a tree out in front of you if you're if you're cutting whatever it is. And that's how you get a straight line. If Mm. you don't look in front of you, if you look down below, if you look behind you, your line goes all over the place. Many times Uh we're so fixed on our own feet or what's in Mm. front of us that we don't look, like you say, fix our eyes on Jesus out in front of us. We we don't look Mm -hmm. beyond just the moment we're currently in. Yes. And we forget the nature and character of God. So it's Mm. good to remind ourselves who he really is. He's the good shepherd. (laughs) The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And think about how Adam and Eve got distracted mm-hmm. when Satan tried to get them to doubt the character and nature of God. They knew God better than we can at this point in history because they walked with him. We, we can know him that well, though. I shouldn't say that because we walk with him, too, mm-hmm. as we walk in his word. Um, but they listened to Satan say, has God really said? And And Satan gave them further information of what they could become if they quit trusting God, essentially. And he didn't have to say all that. He just gave them little hints, and they Mm. went with their doubts. And what we do when we don't doubt our doubts, we create in our mind problems that are of enormous proportions. Mm. There are emotional Mount Everest problems, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But it says, you know, the one right before that is live in the moment. So we mm-hmm. have to we have to be present, but we have to look in front also. Correct. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. almost a, a dual existence here as we have ourselves currently here, but also fixing our eyes on Jesus. Yes. So it's a discipline. And mm. as Bridget said, we tend to look at other people's race. And so when we fall into the pain of comparison, we think someone else has it easier or better And we wish we didn't have it so hard. But what we forget is that we're told to walk by faith, not by sight. Mm. So that means not looking at other people's lives, Mm. not comparing ourselves, because there's two dangers if we live in comparison. We're either going to become arrogant, oh, (laughs) I'm so much better, or then there's the rest of us who are like, oh, 
I'm so much worse or my life has this or that problem. Mm -hmm. So David prayed in Psalm 1914, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So then we we say, Lord, I hope in you. And people look at faith as if, if it's something we can't grasp. Like, how can you have so much faith? How can I not? Mm. Faith means relying on God, not on my feelings, which are so transient, which are so unreliable, which in fact can even be liars. Mm-hmm. Our feelings can be liars. And I love that David prayed a prayer that we all can pray, especially if we're struggling with our thoughts. So if, we're, mm-hmm. if we know our thoughts aren't you know, equaling what God wants us to be focused on, we can actually ask him to help us with that. Um, the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, may that be acceptable to you. If, it, mm-hmm. if it's acceptable to him, then, then we're on the right track. And if we're struggling, mm-hmm. he can help us with that. Exactly. And then we can leave all the impossibilities to him. Think of Elijah when he was so exhausted after he killed the prophets of Baal. That would be kind of, it's grisly to even think about. It was very exhausting. And he ran when he heard that Queen Jezebel said his life was going to be like that, meaning gone, snuffed out, expired. (laughs) And you know what happened? God didn't go, Elijah, I'm really disappointed in you. Where's your faith? Mm -hmm. He, He said, you need rest. And he gave him rest and he fed him. And so we need to know God that well, that when we're struggling, he will give us rest and he will help us be where we need to be. Well, I love it. Also here, you remind us that ultimately we're not designed to focus on ourselves. I think that's also a temptation that we have is the, the woe is me, kind of like Elijah was doing. Yeah. And he even thought there's no one else serving God. It's just me. too too myopic in our thoughts when we're focused on ourselves. Yeah. And of course, God showed him how many thousand others were also serving God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem with me thinking is we get stuck in it. It's like a swamp. Um, if you watch The Prince's Bride, it's the, what was that swamp called? I know. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Anyway. It had R-U-S's rats of unusual size. We get mind rats of unusual size. And what they look like is we get our little violin out. Woe is me. My life is so sad. I'm just, oh, this is the, the thing. I'm just not happy. Mm-hmm. Well, happiness, as you've probably heard, depends on happenings. But Life can be lived abundantly when we depend on the Lord. Jesus said the thief, that's Satan, in John 10.10, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm. But I am come that you, my dear listeners, might have life and have it abundantly. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That means if I get a better job, if I have better stuff with my family, if my friends don't fail me— No, it means when all those bad things happen, we can have abundant life with quintessential faith. Mm. It's beyond reason. It's unreasonable. (laughs) You talk about finding a purpose also. And many times I think as you're talking about this, I I feel like many times we try to solve this by um, going to I'm going to go buy myself a, a new something or another, or I'm going to uh, make myself a good meal or take myself out to eat or whatever. You're doing these things to, to make yourself better, but you're saying you got to go outside of that and find purpose outside of yourself right. many times. It, it's not wrong to enjoy life and go out to eat or 
or, or things like that. But what is wrong is when we make that our hope. Mm-hmm. My hope is in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That's how we experience quintessential faith is when we hope in him. Calvin said the human heart is an idol, mm-hmm. I-D-O-L, idol factory. And how we know when we're worshiping idols is if when we lose something and our comfort is gone, when we put our comfort in that event, person, or thing. And so as one after another, we lose whatever it is that we thought was so important and we hope in the Lord, then we start experiencing this quintessential faith Mm. where we can remain joyful in adversity or hope when life seems hopeless. We're talking with Marty Wibbles today about quintessential faith. If you want these notes, by the way, text HEALING to 561-737-6035. And and I know you'll be encouraged by what Marty is sharing today. Now, monarch butterflies? Okay, how does this play into what we're talking about here today? Well, you know, we're five parts. We're mental, emotional, physical, social, and spiritual. And I think as we have faith in the Lord, the maker of, hello, heaven and earth, we are going to want to be good stewards of the place where we live. And so one small thing we did a few years ago was we bought milkweed plants to because we heard that monarch butterflies are becoming extinct and it was great um the butterflies just flocked to those milkweeds and then we were out of town for a few days came back and the plants had been savaged i mean they were like gone and alan put one of them carefully in a ziploc bag and took it to the nursery because he didn't want whatever disease destroyed our plants to destroy the whole nursery and (laughs) the the gardener there was very kind and said oh this is part of the life cycle of monarch butterflies they totally eat the 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 plants Uh that's what they live on in the caterpillar larva stage i i don't know the right word but (laughs) um anyway so we <laughs> learn something. But what about when our life feels ravaged, when it feels like everything we love or had hoped for is gone? Then we say, God, my hope is in you. My faith is in you. I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him until that day. I, what's the key phrase there? I know whom I have believed or believed is the way we pronounce it now. Um, so we focus on falling in love with Jesus each day. We don't spend time in the Word to be like the best Bible teacher, though we want to be good at teaching the Bible if God calls us to that. But we focus on the Word and growing in truth to fall in love with Jesus, mm-hmm. just to fall in love with Him. If you don't mind, you kind of end this um, this page that you've typed out for us with a prayer from Ephesians. It's basically a prayer from Ephesians 3. Would you mind uh, just reading through that for us to finish up our time? That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. 
We've got that verse, that prayer, and so much more of the notes we've been talking through today with Marty Wibbles about quintessential faith when you text HEALING, 561-737-6035. Some helpful links there included like her website and also information about her workbook, Core Healing from Trauma.